hand in this building is lifted. The Bible demonstrates this in Joshua chapter 6. That there was a kingdom sound. And when the people of God lifted up their voices together, something supernatural began to happen. We're not going to shout in this moment, but I just need you to raise up your voice and just, oh my God. Somebody worship until you feel the glory settling. your neighbor's going to say they don't need what you need. Throw your hands up, open your mouth until you feel the glory. I prophesy that the glory is about to settle down. I prophesy that the glory is about to settle down. I feel God responding to our corporate cry. You say this, settle down, throw your weight around, somebody say, settle down.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His glory is already here. His glory is already here. It's already here. Hallelujah. God, we already welcome him here. He is here in the house. He is here over the airwaves. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's give God a good hand of praise this morning. No, 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 no. I didn't say for me. I didn't say. I said God a good hand of praise this morning. Come on, put your hands together. Can we turn that up just a little bit? Come on, come on and move just a little bit. Yes, Lord, we surrender, God, to your glory. Listen, the name of Jesus lifted high, lifted high, lifted high. The name of Jesus lifted high. The name of Jesus lift it high, lift it high, yes, come on. The name of Jesus lift it in this place. Let's do that again. The name of Jesus. 
If you really love the Lord today, just tell him. If you really love the Lord, just take a minute to tell him. I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we forget to tell the Lord I love you. We forget to admire him and give him praise with the fruit of our lips. And it's because of him, it's because of him that we live and move and have our being. It's for his glory. It's for his honor. Hallelujah. We want to continue to lift him up and tell him that God is not about me, but it's for your glory that I will do anything.
He wants to be worshipped. 
God saying, if you use your worship as a weapon, if you use your weapon, your weapon of worship. Woo! See, worship can shift something. that he likes to use. Know how he is a deceiver and an accuser 
And then we talked about a little bit about him being the destroyer. Just to kind of recap before we go into this week's message. That how the enemy likes to attack when we're strong and sometimes when we can open ourselves up to pride, we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful and we've been talking about David and how David was becoming very strong and powerful. And unfortunately, he allowed what he was experiencing and what he was accomplishing to cause him to fall into pride. And it's a very dangerous place to be because we know what God says about pride. And so on last week, and I believe it was the week before, I talked a little bit um, from First Chronicles 21 and 1. And that scripture reads, Then Satan stood up against Israel and incited David to count Israel. And we talked about how him doing a census wasn't a bad thing, you know, to do a census, to count the people and to know how many people were in the land. But David's reasoning for counting up the people was because he wanted to show how many people he was in authority over. His goal was to bring honor to himself. And anytime we do something that we want to bring honor to ourselves, we want to take God's glory, God finds that to be disgusting. And one thing we don't want to do is be disgusting to God. So we have to be very careful, especially in this hour, in this moment of experienced success, that we don't become full of pride, that we want God's glory, we want the accolades, and we want the applause. Let me tell you what I've done. Come and see what I have done. And failing to acknowledge that it's God himself who made it possible. When we read the story, you all can go back and read it, but in 1 Chronicles 21, and 6 and 7, it says... Jael didn't include Levi and Benjamin in the numbering. In other words, David had asked him to go and to do the census and count up the people. Well, he was disgusted by this act because it went against God. But yet David did what he wanted to do. And so those who he had um, commanded his servants to go out and do this census, they did what it is that he commanded them to do. But what they did was evil in the sight of God. I want to 
encourage you to make sure that what we're doing is not evil in the sight of God. Because doing those things come with consequences. Now David was an adulterer and we like to focus on that part. But he was also full of pride. And the spirit of pride caused more damage. So because David was full of pride and he wanted to do this thing that brought glory to himself. Seventy thousand people ended up dying. Because he was incited by the enemy. What is the enemy incited us to do? See, every idea may not be a God idea. It may sound good, but what's the motive behind it? See, motive matters to God. And his motive behind the senses, it did not line up with the will of the Father. It went against God. But the enemy knew that David was walking in a prideful place. That's why during this time where David was full of pride, I'm strong, I'm the king, I got it going on, and everybody do whatever I say, then here comes the enemy with a plan, with a strategy. One of the most vulnerable times in our lives is when we're full of pride, when nobody can tell us anything. We think we know everything. We've accomplished so many different things and and we have this and we have that. We finally have the house that we want. We finally have the business that we want. We finally have the marriage that we want. We finally have our bank account where we want it. The church is growing. The ministry is growing. And all of these things. But if we're not careful, finally got your credit score where you want it to be. And now that has become your idol. One of the ways that you know that you're full of pride is when you look down on other people who are in the place where you used to be. And then you want to talk about them and their experience and not realize that you used to be in the same place. And then we have the audacity to say, I can't believe she's doing that. I can't believe he's doing that. That's pride talking. And then we want to go and gossip about them and call it prayer. That's pride. So David had his servant to carry out this command. But one thing that stood out to me is when David committed the sin of adultery, he said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. But when he committed the sin of pride, he put an adjective before sin. And he didn't just say, I have sinned against the Lord, but he said, I have sinned greatly by this. So what I did was wrong, but what I just did was greater against God. What we're doing, how is it affecting the will of the Father? How is it affecting the kingdom? So he himself said out of his own mouth, he said, I have sinned greatly.
me by doing this. By this deadly sin of pride. See, the thing about pride is it creeps up on us. It doesn't just just happen all at once. It creeps up on us. And we have to be very careful of the tactics of the enemy. King Uzziah is a great example. He was a great man of God in the Old Testament. He was very accomplished. He rose in fame. He was full of pride. He was full of power, I'm sorry. But his pride took him out. In 2 Chronicles 26 and 16, it says, But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. This scripture let us know he did an unfaithful act by entering the temple of God. Hear me. Because he was powerful. Because of his leadership. Because of his position. He thought that he no longer had to obey. What he could and what he could not do. He thought he could override the set standard. That was established by God because of who he was. What is God saying? Even through that, God said, I am restoring order to my altar. That we will once again not allow pride to cause us to want to be in a position that we know our character cannot sustain. I put something on Facebook the other day. Hungry for the pulpit, but allergic to the altar. Want to go on somebody else's stream. Want to go onto somebody else's Zoom and, and hear what it is that they're saying and catch their notes and go back to clubhouse and teach it. The devil is a liar. God is going to expose you. Because only a spirit of pride would think that we could misrepresent something that belongs to God. So he did an unfaithful act and he entered into the temple of God to burn incense at the altar. See, the thing about it is burning incense, it was only something that the priest could do. But he said, because of who I am, because of my power, because of my position, I can override what the priest can do. Very dangerous. See, unfortunately, Because of social media, 
And I'm not down on social media. I actually, I actually, I actually own a multimedia company. So this is not anything against multimedia, against social media. Just like there's nothing against taking a soul, uh, a census. But what's the motive behind? See, a lot of people are taking something that God put in the earth to be good, and they twisted it, and now they're using it for something to go against Him. And many are being led astray because of false prophets and false teachers who have been given a platform. And they're going into the temple and they're burning incense at an altar and they're not supposed to be there. So in the realm of the spirit, you're trespassing. And there's consequences for trespassing. As I found this out. Listen, 80 priests. Listen to me. 80, 80 priests tried to stop him from doing this because they knew the consequences. Let me tell you something. There's always a warning before the destruction. Now it's left up to us whether or not we listen to the warning. But 80 priests went to him and said, bro, don't you do this. How many of us have had somebody to come across and give us truth, but because pride had set in, we didn't want to listen to them because we're saying, I got it. See, I used, that used to be me. Y'all know my story. When I was with one of my former leaders and I saw something I want, he didn't say I couldn't have it. He just told me to wait. He said, because there's something God wants to show you before you make a decision. Hmm? But because pride has set in, I got this. And pride will always try to convince you that the person that's warning you is jealous of you. They don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you make it. Leave that church. They don't have your best interest. Quit that company. Just because somebody challenged you? But see, God will always send somebody across our path to warn us. Why? So when, 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 when the judgment comes, when the consequence show up, you can't say, God, why did you got to? Do you remember my 80 priest? Not eight, but 80. Do you remember my 80 priest that came to you and said, boy, don't you do this. They told him to leave the sanctuary for you have been you have not been consecrated to burn incense to leave the sanctuary because you have been unfaithful and you will not be honored by God pride will have you doing things that are right 
for the wrong reason and God will not accept it. So then you ask yourself, why is it that this person is prospering in this? And so we want to duplicate what it is they're doing and then we don't get the same result because God said, I'm not honoring that. Because your motive was wrong and you have not been consecrated. So I'm not going to honor it. I'm talking about pride. They tried to get him to leave, but no, no. Don't you know who I am? Who are these people to confront me? Who is this person to challenge me? Everywhere else I've been, they let me do whatever I want to do. But then God will always raise up somebody because of his grace. See, that bishop was my somebody. He didn't care about my feelings, Crystal. He didn't care if I left the church. He knew I was going to leave the church. But he wanted to warn me before I left. He knew that day he would never see me again because my heart was full of pride. But that didn't stop him from telling me the truth. Because he knew one day I was going to wake up and that word was going to come back to my remembrance. And the mess that I had got caught back up in, then I could trace it back to that moment and say, Father, forgive me for not listening to your servant that you sent to warn me. Because I remember on this day in the little storefront church that sit at the bottom of that hill right out the road. You sent Bishop Bryant and he gave me truth. I'm saying this because I know that we're probably... And it's not a great place to be. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this and I'm going to finish this up on next week. But I want to let you know some of the consequences, just an illustration. So Uzzi became angry with the priests. But while he, read it for yourself, was attacking and getting angry with the priests in their presence, before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead because of pride. Immediately, leprosy broke out on his forehead because he touched something he wasn't supposed to touch. He did something he wasn't supposed to do because he felt entitled because of his position he thought that he could override God's order that is the reason why you can't give me a title until God tells me that he wants me to have that title 
title. Why? Because it comes with consequence. And I'm not going to let you cause leprosy to break out on my foot. See, pride to have you picking up mantles you're not ready for. you're walking in titles that you don't qualify for. But leprosy Mm, I hear you Father. The Lord said he sent me here today to stop a leprosy breakout. Let's forget pandemic for a moment. Let's talk about a leprosy breakout. And he ran from the temple in fear because God has struck him. Let me tell you something. I'd rather get struck by lightning than to get struck by God. The word said God struck him with leprosy. And he ran out of the temple. And from that day until his death, he was a leper. He was separated from his kingdom because he was a leper. So the places that he used to go, he couldn't go anymore because now he was considered contagious. And nobody wanted to be around him. See, I hear you, Father. The Lord said, Tell my children that that's what the enemy is trying to do to some of us. He is dangling something in your presence. It looks good. But God said if you do it, there is a consequence. And what it will do is it will separate you from God's original plan. So he could see it, but he couldn't touch it. So in other words, what God is saying, I'm still going to build my kingdom. I'm still going to do what I said I was going to do. I'm just going to do it without you, but I'm going to let you live to see it. So you can see the consequences of pride. Pride will have you thinking that you should be the leader. will have you thinking that you can do it better than them. That's pride. Because if you could do it, you'd be doing it. Instead of coveting what somebody else is doing, why don't you go to God and ask Him what you should be doing? See, you want to grab a hold of what somebody else got because you can see it, but you don't want to go through the process to be it. through the process that the priest went through to qualify, to burn incense at the altar. So he said, because of my status, because of my credentials, I can go around God's order. Oh yeah, you can, but you're going to be a leper for the rest of your life. You can. All the days of your life. Now this is a tough word. 
But this series is predator proof. So if I'm going to predator proof you from the enemy, I got to give you the truth according to God's word. And one of the doors that the enemy uses that we give him access to is when we start thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. So you got to be able to take a compliment and stay humble. You got to be able to get a blessing and stay humble. You got to be able to pass a 10 and go to a 100 and still be humble. So he ran. thing about pride. Pride will take away your credibility. Pride will have you thinking you don't have to do right by people. Pride will have us thinking that everybody owed us something. I'm trying to help somebody because I see God showing me that pride it's one of the avenues that the enemy is going to come in in this hour. That's why we see a lot of things that have been built up falling down. Because they were built out of pride. And even though they've been wearing some great concealer over the years to conceal the leprosy, God said it's going to be exposed in this hour. The spiritual concealer is no longer going to cover up what God won't expose. It's time to make sure we've humbled ourselves. And we get in position, like I said on last week, and let God do what he wants to do. And sometimes letting God do what he wants to do causes us to have to wait. See, that's the problem. A lot of times we don't want to wait. I want it right now. Don't want the process. That's why you see people who can win the lottery and get all of this money. And a year or a year and a half, they are dead. They are in a worse state. They were before they won the money. Pride. I got this. I don't need a consultant. I don't need an advisement. I got this. Predator proof. The enemy is a destroyer. And the Lord said, I'm here today to stop a leprosy breakout. I don't know who it is, but I hear my daddy speaking. Maybe you online, maybe you in the house, whatever it is. But the enemy got you set up to take you down. Can't nobody tell you anything. You can't see straight because you have established this thing. I hear God say you have built your kingdom, not his kingdom. 
And today I want to tear your kingdom down and establish mine if you will allow me to. Father, we thank you. Father, help us not to be caught up in pride. Flattery is one of the weapons that the enemy uses when it comes to pride. To get you, is, is it wants to flatter you into something, and all of these come out of these uh, flattery, and, and 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 it's not genuine um, uh, things that are being done to try to entice you and then incite you into doing something. God, maybe God said for you to do it, but God did not say now. But see, the enemy will incite us to do things that God didn't say and then get us out there and sit back and laugh. When leprosy broke out, you think that the enemy went to get some swabs to try to help a no laugh. And this is not to condemn anybody because I myself missed many opportunities because of pride. And I, I had a different, I had a different, I didn't understand pride. Pride was when I was so lifted up in myself. I didn't think I had to submit to the spiritual authority that God had placed in my life to protect me. And I allowed somebody that was very close to me to whisper in my ear and say all of these negative things about him. And to pull me out of my position. Let's be careful. It's about being strategic. This is a special ops house. So things are done a little bit differently around here. But they're doing the way God has not to compare to anybody else's house. Everybody do it the way God told you to do it. Let's all be blessed and go forward and give the devil 50 million black eyes. All at the same time. But it's a time for us to check ourselves and our motives. Am I doing it for the lights or am I doing it for the Lord? Because pride will leave. If I was full of pride, this, it would not, I would not be where I am right now. Because so many have, many have come, you know, to try to incite me to go and do other things. But I heard God saying, you stay where I planted you. And do it what I say my way because the thing about it is that's how God's going to get the glory our process is what brings him glory amen amen that, that's the word of the Lord for today it's something for us to take into our spirits and process and allow God to do what it is that he wants to do in our lives Amen. We are. We've been. And we want to. We we come to the end of our worship experience for today. We had a great time of glory experience before we went live, and so we're going to now receive our tithes and our offering. Amen.
So we're going to receive our tithes and offering. Thank you. So if you want to sow today, I encourage you to sow. God gives seed to the soul. If you bless the sow, sow. It doesn't know. It's not about the amount you give. You pray and ask the Lord what He would have you to sow on today. What He would have you to give. Not so according to what you think, but so according to what he said. Because if you sow according to what you think, that's what your you think, that's what your harvest is gonna look like. But if you sow according to what he said, that's what your harvest is going to look like. So the ways to actually sow your seed is on the screen, Cash App, PayPal, through the website. So I encourage you to sow your very best seed. Sow a seed that challenges you. Amen. To give and to sow. We have excellent accountability at this house. We have a finance team. And Angela, make sure everything is everything. Amen. So we bless. Father, we thank you for the every seed that is sown. Father, we thank you for the, you give seed to the soil. Father, we thank you that you bless their seed, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, increase them. Meet their needs. Go beyond their needs, Lord God. I speak to their harvest. Multiplied, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Um, we are going to be, um, we are going to, uh, we're done. <laughs> we just thank God for how he moved on today. And for those who tune in on the stream, we thank you. God bless you. And we invite you to um, come out and join us for um, Bible study on Wednesday virtually. God bless you until the next time.